What a set of readings. OMG, what a set of readings. Um, I recommend that you uh, go to the uh, usccb.org and read the introduction to the Song of Songs and read the introduction to uh, the uh, uh, Prophet Zephaniah. Zephaniah is only three chapters long, and Song of Songs is not that long either, but they're both, they're like love poems or love songs. And uh, the Song of Songs is, is just the most explicit, loving, two lovers. Uh, uh, it, it even has sexual uh, uh, connotations. It, it's about passionate love. And both the Jews and the Christians have interpreted this in terms of a relationship between God and Israel or God and the church. And, and this is this kind of a passionate love that happens especially when we are in harmony with our God and, and recognize our God. Now, Zephaniah, uh, this beautiful section, and that's why I want it read today, because it's just, it's just glorious, but it follows a, a terrible, terrible prophetic voice against Israel because this was the problem with Israel. Israel was idolatrous. Every time they could, they ran away from God to other gods, and they just dragged down their faith life. It's like they, it's like a kid that leaves home, uh, having had a big argument with dad and leaves home and says, I'll never come back. He says, you don't think you can come back because if you do, the door will be shut. So don't worry. You can't come back. And that's how it ends. And then a year later, after wandering all around and realizing, I need home. I need home comes back and begs father's forgiveness. And the father is so, glor so happy because even though he said awful words, get out and don't ever come back, he's so happy his son has come back and they embrace and, and now they are just one. That's what these two readings are trying to grab hold of, this incredible unity and harmony with our God. So it, it reaches a beautiful climax or it is complemented in a magnificent way by this reading from Luke, only exists in Luke, the visitation. So Mary, pregnant, goes to her cousin Elizabeth, pregnant, much older, had been barren all her life, but now she is producing a son because of the power of God in her life. And her son, John the Baptist, is uh, dancing around in her womb, like all babies do. But the moment that Mary enters the house and greets Elizabeth, here's the, the image. The baby jumps right at that moment. And Elizabeth interprets that jump leaping in her womb because her baby recognized Mary's baby, Jesus. Now, what an incredible thing to say. But, but you know, um, I think women are like that when they're pregnant. You know, if the baby jumps at a certain moment and says, oh, my baby's happy because you're here. Oh, my baby heard that music. He loves cumbias or loves this or that, you know. And, and of course, nobody knows if the baby knows anything. In fact, I know the baby doesn't know anything. The baby might feel and and be responding uh, like responding like with motor nerves or something to sound or whatever, but the baby doesn't intellectually know. But that's the beauty of this passage because all of this meaning is packed into this little visitation moment. It's one of the mysteries of the rosary: the visitation, annunciation, and then the visitation. But what a beautiful thing to say! And it's really kind of a, this is a classic recognition scene. And in it, Elizabeth recognizes Mary and 
her child as the Lord, the Savior of the world. But Elizabeth also proclaims and claims that her baby in her womb also recognizes Mary and her baby in her womb, Jesus, the Savior, the Lord. Of course, I believe that Luke and all the evangelists all the time are writing this, not just to tell some story of the past, whether it literally happened or not, but always to engage us. Just how much recognition do we have? Now, I know intellectually we all say Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Savior of the world, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. We know that intellectually. We might even know it on some level emotionally, especially Well, I think both Christmas and uh, the day of the cross and resurrection, you know, Christians, Catholics who, who are really devoted, actually, I think, feel some emotional content wrapped around those two great experiences. But to know spiritually is to go even deeper. I I believe that spiritual awareness, spiritual knowledge is the deepest yet. It's where we believe and where we keep reaffirming our belief. It's where we keep harmonizing. It's the moment when the son returns to the father and says, Dad, I'm so sorry, can I come home? Come on in, son! And they embrace. It's that moment. Oh, it's that moment. It's that moment that, that, that this reunification, this harmony, this oneness happens deep in the spirit. That's what we're aiming for this Friday, this spiritual moment. And we can't sustain it all day long, even though we could be singing Christmas carols all day long and eating tamales or whatever other food. What do Filipinos eat on that day? What's the the most Christmas food there is for Filipinos? Okay, there it is. But with Mexicans, it's tamales. That's just it. It's tamales. But I, tell, <laughs> but I tell you, I tell you, we can't sustain it all day long, but may we have at least one moment that day deep in our spirit. Maybe it will be at liturgy. Maybe it will be a, a, a silent moment in front of the nacimiento here or, or uh, the baby Jesus in our homes, wherever. Maybe it will be a moment with our grandchildren, especially little ones who are just like eyes open huge, for Santa, and for the baby Jesus. They really relate to the baby Jesus. They love to come up close. Oh, and the little kids that used to, we can't do it this year, but walk in holding baby Jesus. They love it. It's a spiritual thing that happens. My prayer is that all of us, including myself, will have at least one spiritual moment of total oneness, that we will do our own little cumbia before the Lord that day.